Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode. And today we, well, we haven't really got a theme. Um, We're just going to round up this year, chat about what's going on right now and what's coming next. But before we get onto that, thank you to everyone who's been sharing the work they've been doing for the challenges on social media. Keep them coming. We love seeing what you're doing. And just on a side note, um, we're on Posevember as we um, as we record this and I've been looking at um, Joe Brown's lumpy ladies have you seen those no <laughs> oh they are so funny they're blind contour drawings of um of like nudes nude women yeah yeah and they're called lumpy ladies and she puts them in all sorts of different settings I, I honestly you've got to go and check them out <laughs> I had to oh, mention them because they really caught my eye um also sounds huge... like she's been drawing me <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like she's been drawing real women that, that actually yeah. haven't been air, airbrushed and all the rest yeah. of it. <laughs> anyway, um, also a huge thank you to our latest Kofi supporters. Your support shows us that you like what we do and you'd like us to continue. Um, and we're going to thank you personally at the end of the show. Yeah, and finally, we want to thank our sponsor, Evolve. Evolve can teach you how to paint a realism style, and that's to a professional level in a year or less. And for a fraction of the price of art school, because that costs a blooming fortune. Not only do they provide all the lessons and support online, but they'll also send you all the materials you need. So basically, you haven't got to buy anything else. And you can watch a free webinar. When I say webinar, it's basically a tutorial. So even if you don't want to do the course, it's worth going and having a watch. And you can find that at kickingthecrazies.com forward slash evolve webinar. Or if you want to hear more about the Evolve program, go back and listen to episodes 67 and 73. Anyway, what is new with you? Uh, well, I suppose I ought to um, start with why we missed an episode. And I've got to be brief about this because otherwise I will stop crying. And <laughs> we don't want that on the podcast. Um, so the reason we missed an episode is because uh, we very sadly and unexpectedly lost our dog. And any listeners who have been listening to us or, you know, as long as we've been doing this, we'll, we'll know I have a Labrador called Sherlock and you often hear him tiptoeing through the room and jumping to, through the dog flap and eating his dinner. Um, so, yeah, we lost him. So, obviously, I was not in a good place. And I had to wait until I could stri- string a sentence together without actually bawling my eyes out. So, yeah, so I can't talk any more about it because... I don't want to go down that route, but yes, I just felt like I needed to explain why we missed an episode. Um, anyway, on the art front, my painting. Um, well, that's actually, that is going really well. And I, I, we spoke briefly, didn't we? Well, not briefly. We had a good old chat a couple of days ago and I was showing you my my um, cupcake or fairy cake, as we call them in the UK. Um, and it's it's quite a big one, isn't it, Tara? It's a big. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, big painting, uh, cropped right into this this cake, and oh, I'm so enjoying it. I really am. Um, it's been a bit of a therapy recently, obviously. 
having this, you know, this to sink my teeth into. But um, anyone who listened to perhaps the last episode will might remember that I said that I was tackling it a bit in a different way um, in that I'm doing all of the underlayers and the, the first mid layer in acrylics, which obviously is new for me because I used to work solely with oils from back to front. And I've been recently um, using acrylics to do the underpainting, you know, the tonal value, you know, the tonal painting and then the initial colour painting. And it's it's quite scary because it's basically when you when you do that, it looks like a cartoon. It's as flat as a pancake and, and it, it it just doesn't have any depth really and um and it's very scrappy because obviously acrylic's harder to blend so um you had to get my head around that a little bit and then obviously what I do after that is go over with my second mid layer um with oils and then the final layer with oils so it's basically two layers of acrylic and two of oil you can do it that way you can't do it the other way around you can't do acrylic over oil but you can do oil over acrylic and um gosh it's been so it's been such an eye-opener doing it this way because obviously I'm not having to wait for things to dry before I go in for the next layer I mean I am on the oil layers now so that's how far I've got I'm, I'm now on the um penultimate layer I guess and uh it's, it's just been really really um much quicker process to get to this point do you know what I mean? Because you're not having yeah, to worry about... Yeah, I bet you about, wish you tried it years ago, oh, don't you? Oh, I, well, I, I, I knew you could do it, but I just didn't like how the acrylics look because I'm used to blending and all the rest of it. And um, But the other thing as well is I've kind of found this size that I really, really love. So normally I, my paintings are fairly... Well, they're not small, but they're not... They're sort of, I don't know, 40 by 50 centimetres right is that right yeah, yeah it is um so they're about yeah about about that av- on average so my donuts for instance I think they were 40 by 50 centimeters this one is about a meter I think a 90 oh, centimeters doesn't by... look that when you showed me doesn't look yeah quite no it's not quite a meter I think it's 90 centimeters by something I can't remember but it's yeah it's big um and I've only ever done uh, one bigger than that, and that was obviously those big marbles I did. But uh, I have discovered I really enjoy working at that size. But what's really interesting is the brush I've been using. When we when we spoke, we were FaceTiming, weren't we, a couple of days ago? And I was like, guess what? I guess what brush I'm using? And I was waggling this um, decorator's paintbrush you know at the screen basically that's what I've been using really most the majority of this painting so far has been um with this sort of what would you say two inch three no about three inch it's hard to tell on screen one two three uh maybe about a two and a half inch paintbrush something like that which is no it's got to be more than that but it's a big it's a decorator's brush really not 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 one for an artist. Obviously, that's. So I main... can't believe you're using that. I know it's it's amazing, but of course I've got these this yeah. great big dollop of cream on the top, so I'm using these great big broad sweeps to to get the basic, you know, the the majority of that down. And then, of course, I'm going in with smaller brushes, but of course they're nowhere near the, the size small brushes I would normally use. They're sort of an inch if <laughs> you know what I mean so but I'm loving it it's, it's a completely different way of working 
but it's still very you know, much that should be a social media post you should show yeah. the brushes that you well, use obviously, this time. for obvious reasons well you see yeah I, you haven't been on i have not been on social media at all apart from on our group which i didn't go on for a bit either um because i just didn't want to i just didn't want to do anything um but yeah, the, the plan was when I did this cake, I was going to share a whole progress process thing and I was going to do things like that. But obviously with what happened, it it just totally threw me and I was using, I was going in there and, and painting and just to not think, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I was not in the frame of mind to do any kind of posts like that, really. I probably will. Yeah. But as as yeah, usually if something's going on, the last place I'll be is social media. But yeah, so I'm I'm loving that. It's a completely different way of working. And but what I am obviously still doing is it is very, very much my own style. So there's nothing you, there's nothing about the finished result when I've finished it that won't be mine. It's it's my style. It's just I've got there in a slightly different way. So yeah, that's what's new with me. <laughs> what about you? What's new with you? Um, well, as you know, I spent a very long weekend at London in London at a Comic Con event. Mm. I had a table there, and it, it's one of those things when you do these events, you were kind of Kevin was laughing at me because the week before I went, because I went on the Friday, you had to you had to set up on the Friday night, and but that week I was packing my case, but over the entire week, so you know I'd go get the prints ready to go. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, I need that as well. Let's go wrap that up. <laughs> I did it all in bits. Yeah. I don't know why I did it like that because I think I just kept on thinking, yeah, I'd got a list and everything I was going to take, but I just sort of broke it down. Um, so, and then I got there, um, got there on a Friday. Oh, it was a knackering journey. It was three trains. I think it took about two and a half hours or something I got this massive suitcase well like massive for me bloody heavy that I could just about swing on the train and then I pulled along and I had a rucksack on as well so I had a rucksack with all my clothes and stuffing so I stayed in a hotel Friday Saturday and Sunday night so I set up there and, and I got there and luckily there was a guy um I found my table and there was a guy next to me I go oh hi I'm your neighbor and then like we introduced ourselves and he was lovely he was stew and um, he was telling me he'd got Viking ancestry in his DNA and he looked like Stu the Viking. Uh, <laughs> I believe we've all got Viking in us. I'm probably we sure probably we have. <laughs> but he, he did look like a Viking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I was so glad that I'd immediately met someone. Because mm. then, you know, you, you, you're going to be all right because you've got someone who you can look after each other's stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, anyway, set up. Went back to my hotel. Of course, you're in a hotel, and I didn't realise, but my hotel did not have an elevator, uh, a lift, so which was fine when I hadn't got my suitcase. But when I had, I basically there's no way that was going upstairs. So couldn't sleep, could I? Because you know what it's like when you're in this different place. Yeah. yeah. And I think I went and got myself. Oh yeah, I went and got myself a, a salad from Tesco and ate in my room because there was no restaurant or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, so didn't sleep, got up the next day, went went uh, went to do the stand and literally nobody was interested because all the only thing, because the main bit was all downstairs and they'd put all the artists upstairs. So we got much less footfall 
And the footfall we got was because they have the young adult reading sort of section upstairs. They had like some authors doing talks, but the majority of the main Comic-Con event was downstairs. So you'd get people coming by, but they were only interested in fan art, the majority of them, which is basically when people are selling things with, say, Disney characters or they'd done drawings of Disney characters or they'd done drawings of Doctor Who elements and put them in our art, which is not strictly legal. But, yeah, they were selling prints of those. But that's what people wanted. And so mine, the majority of people just walk straight past without looking, which was pretty like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, soul-destroying, I imagine, yeah. Yeah, pretty soul-destroying. And so if I'd have had my suitcase with me, because I'd left that at the hotel empty, I'd have probably packed up and not come back on the Sunday. But I thought, oh, God, it's not worth going back and fetching it and whatever. I'll, I'll just come. So Sunday, I'd, I, I think I sold I sold three prints, I think, that day, three small prints. And then the next day, I basically went in thinking I ain't going to sell anything. Just, I just, you know, was kind of resigned to the fact. Yeah. Not, not in a miserable way, but just I just knew what it was going to be like. They, people didn't want what I'd got. Um so, yeah, basically the same thing happened. I think I, saw, I sold one print, one big print that day. And then near the end, quite near the end of that day, a guy came up and I had two original paintings on display because I couldn't really fit many in my suit. I had, I had some options below the desk, but I couldn't fit them framed or anything like that. And he was interested in originals. And so he was sort of tempted I could tell he almost bought one but he said oh I'm not quite sure about that bit um but then he said oh I I really might want three so basically you know he took my card and everything but I haven't heard anything so so what I've learned is comic cons are not for me (laughs) well that's the thing I was going to say I don't think it's a reflection on your work I think it's just a reflection on the you know whether it was the right place for it to be but you don't know until you try did you lose out on much because obviously I know you sold a few prints but did that anywhere near cover your no, cost I don't suppose it no because I was maybe in a hotel. the train fare <laughs> yeah it probably just about it didn't, see the table was 90 quid and I'm mm. at a hotel but luckily I'd well I paid for a few nights in my hotel with our Tesco vouchers because you know mm. you could get them but you got three times as much so I'd done that but no didn't anywhere near but the but the weird thing is like the woman next to me was selling Disney she'd drawn Disney characters basically and that sort of that type of thing so cutesy characters yeah. mm. and she was selling a lot but of course it's blooming illegal well this is what I don't get I mean we, we kind of touched on this didn't we when we spoke um a few days ago and the blurriness of it all I mean you know basically what these people are doing are, are copying someone else's design um and doing and it well enough that, that yeah. they can they can sell it it's not their design it's not an original piece by them it's just a Disney character that they've drawn that are probably hundreds of other people within a mile radius could do it's just that they don't so yeah, I mean, I could do it, you could do it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But would I? No, yeah. because it's not, I no, don't think I it's, it's morally right to do that for the people that spend that amount of time working on a project to create those characters. And then they've got other people kind of 
making money off the back of it just by copying. And I don't think it should be allowed in Comic-Con, really. Unless I don't think so either. I just find it just, just odd that anyone would want to earn money doing that because I just don't... It doesn't sit well with me. And it doesn't make sense to me that there you are with your own original designs, your own paintings and your own prints that have come from your head and are really quirky and unique. And yet they'll walk past yours and buy a My Little Pony. It doesn't make sense to me at all. See, Stu next to me, Stu Stu the Viking, he he did wood burning and he he also did fan art for Mm. like... Doctor Who, Star Wars, that sort of thing, which again is not strictly legal, but at least he was doing one-offs. These would take him hours to make these things. And, yeah. and say again, again, that's not strictly, but he's making one-off pieces. Mm. Whereas the other girl was selling prints of the drawing she's done. So she's, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with drawing those characters if you're practicing or you just like drawing them. Oh, yeah, I think it or, just or comes... you're doing them for your grandchild's wall yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, but it's just when you're profiting, you know, from especially if you're mass producing, not mass producing, but you know, if you're producing multiples, yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's the same as uh, you know, when I did those Coke bottles, um, and the Coke crushed Coke can, it was always in my head, mm, I need to be a bit careful here because I don't want it to be because it's Coke that it's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, um. We don't want to get in trouble for it. Do I don't you? want to get in trouble for copyright at all, and it can be just the logo that can be a problem. So it doesn't yeah. even need, you know it can just be that if you're doing a logo. Um, I think it's perhaps different if you're if you're doing say a an interior or a, like you do a landscape but an interior <clears throat> like a painting of interior and there's a few yeah. things dotted around and yeah you've got the I don't know. Um, the Apple Mac computer with the logo on. Yeah, or exactly yeah. things like that. Yeah. Then I don't think that's a problem at all because you're not. It's you're not focusing in on that. You've made a painting, and no. you, you you know that those things exist in a kitchen or a, a lounge or whatever, yeah. and they have logos on them, and that's it. You're you're not really focusing on that. You're that's just a thing. That I think is different. I don't think you, you'd get in trouble for that. But if you are doing a is focusing in on that thing or taking the logo from that thing and and using that as the focus I think that's when it becomes a problem and that's why when I did I did two great big um well one one painting with two big coke bottles um held up to the sky with big colorful straws but I was very mindful of the fact that they are coke um and I didn't want to get the entire label in because I didn't want to write the words coke on them because i didn't want to get into any trouble it's very obvious what it is yeah it, uh, but it it's not obvious it could be tesco coke <laughs> yeah, yeah they all have the same color logo uh, label at the end of the day um so i think it's quite good because it means that everyone knows what it is but i haven't focused on that and the same when it came to the crush coke can i did in fact that was one of their was it caffeine free or so it was gold it wasn't the red but it still had the obviously the coke the um classic coke logo on it and because the can was crushed you could only very you know see part of the uh, the letters so you couldn't really tell um you know if you didn't know what it was in your head you wouldn't 
be able to tell what it said. So it's kind of things like that. It's just being mindful. But I just don't understand how that's, um, if it's not strictly legal, how they get away with it. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. I think think they're too small to, um, it's probably too too small to worry about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean but I yeah so imagine. so so basically you won't be doing a comic-con again no. you, no. what's the plan then what's what's next have you got oh, any well, other things well, on you, your list of you, things you to tell try? me your plans you tell me your plans since um i've just told you about my comic-con disaster hmm. uh well obviously so or do this... we do do a roundup let's do a roundup of, of what you've learned this year okay right Anyone who listens to this podcast regularly will know that I had a the mother of all art blocks, um, and I'm not going to delve in too much of that because you're probably bored of it if you've listened before. But generally, uh, yeah, I had a, a big art block, and it lasted about what four months. It was awful. Um, I've I have had art blocks in the past, but this one was something else. It was like a brick wall, and I just hit this brick wall and just couldn't couldn't get through it. To the point where I actually thought, oh, I, I'm just, I, I'm never going to paint again. I'm, I'm just going to turn the art studio into a gym. <laughs> That's how bad it and was. Then, and then never use the gym. <laughs> and then never use the gym, yeah. Honestly, it was, well, you know what it was like. It was awful. Um, yeah, so I suddenly went from that to practically skipping to my easel thinking I can't wait to start and going from having zero idea of what to paint to having an entire series already in the queue you know have you so, you got a whole series oh I'm I'm my I'm, my series is going to be cake <laughs> or various forms well of. I figured it figured it was edible yeah yeah because you know I've done loads of wine bottles before lots of glass marbles that kind of thing and I just have suddenly have this thing for Okay, I mean, after those donuts, I just enjoy doing that so much. And I think you can tell when you look at the painting, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, you can tell that's, um, actually, I've got an interesting story about, uh, about the donuts. Right. So the donuts, obviously, when I painted the donuts, I said to you, didn't I, that, um, I had this whole, two stories. Either, yeah, I painted donuts because I like the idea of painting donuts, or, the other story was going to be this whole, you know, those sort of um, pretend, uh, pretentious artist kind of. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It means yeah. this and it means that. Yeah. Well, when Sherlock passed away, all of a sudden, I, I just could not bear the idea of, of selling those donuts because I realised. Really? Yeah, because the, I realised it was the last painting I'd painted with him basically with me while I was painting yeah. it. Yeah. Because he was always with me when I painted. And I realised that the top donut that has literally been broken open and all the insides are falling out is is a self-portrait of how I was feeling. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't get rid of it. That's basically now a self-portrait. And it me, it's the last time I painted <laughs> with him. Self-portrait as a donut. So, yeah, I've so always I thought you were a bit of a donut, yeah. to be perfectly honest. <laughs> and funny, funny enough, I, I actually, it was really weird because I don't know if you... Uh, some people believe in uh, the universe telling you something I don't know but I I called this it's obviously before Sherlock passed away so yeah like I say it was the last painting I did with him with me and um yeah I I remember finishing it and I called it 
tipping point. And tipping point basically means a point in your life or a point in time where suddenly anything can change. So things are about to change. And I guess with the donuts, they were basically at that. They were all piled up on top of each other. There was so much jam, it was just spilling everywhere. And it only took a bit more for the rest of it to just spill out and the whole lot to topple over. Hence the name tipping point. But actually, tipping point, yeah, it means a point in time where things are about to change, for, for a dramatically change. And of course, I painted the donuts and a dramatic change in my life happened. And, uh, oh, and no. I became the, the top donut. <laughs> so I immediately took it off my website for sale. It's still on my website, but I had to have it. I thought, I can't sell that now. I just oh, can't. Right. Because it just means the last yeah. times I was with Sherlock. So, yeah, it's really weird how that worked. But the cake, obviously, I started as Sherlock was with me, but I haven't, you know, I've been... It's, yeah. And it was really funny because... It yet. I was feeling so sad when I was working on it, and yet this, you couldn't get a more cheerful-looking painting, could you, than this no, great big no, true. cupcake thing. It was like, it was really strange, but, yeah. And, and um, there's a lovely big shiny strawberry on the top, which I was really getting to my teeth into. And But, yeah, so basically, once I'd done the donuts, then I, um, obviously, then that happened with Sherlock, and I, I sort of was felt awful but I already had this other one started and I suppose it could have gone two ways I could have just backed right off and had another complete meltdown again and not been out of paint but weirdly it had the opposite effect and it made me want to and already I know what's coming after this cupcake so it's really weird to go from no idea what to paint to so many ideas I I just don't know how I'm going to get to them fast enough yeah but I suppose I suppose what I've learned from that is that it does not matter how much you feel you have sunk to the deepest abyss of art block ever that does not mean that you're going to stay there and it does not mean that you are never going to paint again or you can't paint it doesn't it means nothing of the sort actually because to be cut it was like going from a tesco value battery to a duracell max or whatever (laughs) and it was quite when that when i started to come out of it, it it happened quite quickly so yeah if i could tell anyone my lesson from that is don't despair you'll get over it do what i did step back allow yourself that time you need to get those brushes calling you back I guess and hopefully my story will will be your story where you just you know buzzing again good so that was my main lesson from this year was that what about you what have you learned from this year well this year has actually been inspired by well a lot of it has been inspired by one of our podcast guests Megan Orman um I did this into you actually didn't I Mm, episode 132 um she actually she reached out to us and she said that she'd got a book out and she'd be interested in coming on as a podcast guest and she'd happily send us a book if we'd like to read it you know and find out more so I read it and the book was called try it and see and essentially this is my what my year has been try it and see so um basically she, what, what she was saying in this book was that artists and creators want to know the outcome without trying something they want to know by uh, by researching and seeing who's done it has it worked for them 
but you never actually know it until you try it, try it yourself. So my experience, say, say, say both me and you went to a gallery and we put our work in there. Yeah. You could sell tons of it. I could sell none or vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I couldn't ask for your advice on selling in that gallery because your advice wouldn't apply to me essentially so that this is what she's saying so basically I decided that I was going to go along with this advice of try it and see and I've done things that I would not I would never have done before basically so I've done three in-person events including I just told you about the comic con yeah um, I would never have done that I, I years ago I always said god I'd never do like one of those art and craft fairs oh I would hate it you know so I did them didn't I I went and did those. Didn't work for me. <laughs> so I tried it and I could see that those are not going to work for me. But if I hadn't done that, I'd always be thinking, what would happen if I went to one of those? So I'm glad I did it. And I realized I'm very, very awkward in that selling environment like that. You know, when you're straight. I think when you're trying customer. to sell your own stuff, I think if you tried to sell mine and I tried to sell yours, we'd be a lot better. <laughs> yeah I, I think we'd be better I think I'd be better but I still don't think I'd be particularly comfortable I'm absolutely no. fine so I can talk to the person next to me and chat away mm. and stuff like that but it's just when you're trying to actually and the really difficult thing is so you get someone come by but you don't want to say something until you to put them off do you know what I mean and, and yeah. move them on and it, it's knowing quite what to do but apparently you get better at that um but anyway, so basically I think they were a complete wrong audience for my work. Um, but yeah, I tried it. And also another thing I tried, and this was actually something I've, I'd been wanting to try for about a year. Well, not wanting to. There was a guy who'd sold a book and it was all about trying this, what he called a free print offer. So you would offer a, a very small print, free plus postage. So... You and then, and then you'd run the ad, but then you'd try and upsell people. So you'd say, "Oh, instead of this small print, would you rather have the larger one for like ten pounds?" So and you were just trying to cover your costs for the advertising, and then get their email on your mailing list. So then you could tell them about other stuff you had going on, new work you'd got, and maybe eventually they'd buy, you know, a bigger piece or an original. Mm. And I'd been thinking about doing this for about a year. But I just, I'd done that thing again of, will this work? Looking at other people, did it work for them? Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. didn't want to try it myself. I was scared to do it. So eventually I did that as well. And also <laughs> that didn't work for me. Well, I say it didn't work for me. To be, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't quite break even. So I came out a slight loss. Um, but what I did learn from that is I learned all about Facebook advertising and I'm definitely going to use Facebook advertising again but I'm going to use it slightly differently I think because I've been sort of researching that a little bit more and what I'll probably try is doing something like a prize draw to get leads yeah so so I'll get people to try and enter a prize draw via a Facebook ad and try and get leads and, and what you're what you're supposed to do apparently is so I, I say I've got say my new dog prints I've just done so I might say okay enter the prize draw to win five prints you know graffiti style prints of dogs so they enter and then obviously you pick a winner at a certain time 
But then what you do then is to all the other people that entered, then you go, I'm really sorry. You know, you haven't won, but I want to offer you a runner's up prize. And that's to give you 50% off. Such a good idea. Because yeah. then, yeah, it gives them. So you're, you're giving them a discount. You're giving someone an, a reason to continue to be interested. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And also, also, hopefully you get a first sale. And once they can see your stuff and hold it in their hands mm. that, and they think, okay, she's genuine. She sent the stuff like she said she would and and it's de- it's good quality, then who knows? They might, they might buy future stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, my, my year has basically been try it and see. And it's better to try and it doesn't work than not to try at all and wonder whether it would have done, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I, I always say just throw, keep throwing sticks in the air and, and eventually something will get caught in a cobweb. Do you know what I mean? It'll, it's just, you, you just have to keep throwing them in the air. It, the problem yeah. is when you don't throw any in the air, nothing's going to stick, is it? Yeah, you've, you've automatically failed, haven't you, if you don't try? Yeah. So, what, what, so. what's going to be your goal then for your art next year okay so I have a list is that all right or do you want to do your goals no your goals? no I want to hear what to... you oh <laughs> <laughs> okay so my goal the first is run some more ads using yeah. Facebook I'm not mm. going to do that until after Christmas because I think advertising gets really expensive around this time because everybody's doing Black Friday sales and Christmas sales yeah so I think the price goes up of doing it. So, and like I said, I'll do probably some lead generating ads with an option to win a set of prints. Yeah. Whether it will work or not, I don't know, do I? But, you know, I'm not going to spend a fortune, but just enough to try it out. I'm also going to try influencer marketing, which is where you approach influencers on, I like say, Instagram or Facebook and then you offer them something in return for somehow sharing your work. And I was thinking... I might ask some to do a print giveaway again. Yeah. But I have I have reached out to some and got no response. So I'm gonna go for smaller influencers. So I was go for me. I'll, I'll I'll do a TikTok video. I've got what thirteen and a half thousand people, so you never know. One of them might I'll, I'll, um, <laughs> you could I'll do. show off. You could yeah. do it for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't you need anything. Some, don't have to pay me or anything. Have just, prints. Just, just honestly, I I would be delighted to do that for oh, you okay of thank you but i'm surprised I'm, but, you didn't ask me already i just haven't thought about it until you said but well I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm not just, an influencer I, by any means and i don't know whether my my audience is the right one but you just don't know do you, you just don't know now i was kind of looking at sort of music slash goth that sort of a little bit grunge sort of yeah. influencer, maybe. I'm not yeah. saying that is where my market is, but no. but so because some of the people like, which is really weird, because when I've been at these in person things, and one of the good things about in person things is you can at least see who actually likes your work. Yeah, you can see what type of person they are, and it's yeah. very odd because the people like that that seem to like my work are women of say between 40 and 60 yeah which she probably wouldn't have thought well I wouldn't have thought no no and then also people who are kind of a bit alternative so they might have colored hair or they might have like the goth t-shirt or the dyed goth hair 
Well, maybe I'll, so I'll dye my hair pink when I'm influencing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. But yeah, so, so there, there's a girl on Instagram I have thought about approaching, but I'm not quite sure because she, I think she's in, she's she's not in the UK or one of the English-speaking countries, even though she speaks English. So I'm I'm not quite sure, but she's got a small following but she gets loads of engagement so yeah. she gets tons of comments so yeah. I was thinking about reaching out to people like that basically and just to see if they'll share and then also I've got some more things I'm going to experiment with an art idea to develop my paintings now I was telling you and I think we need to do I've got an idea for a podcast but I'll tell you about that afterwards okay but I had this idea and you know when you get a sudden epiphany about your yes. work and this was Ages ago, I'd been thinking about doing something on fears and phobias and stuff like that and introducing that into my work. But I couldn't think how to bring it in. I'd got this idea of the worries, these little worry creatures, but it wasn't quite fitting together. And anyway, I thought, oh, I know how I can do it. It's this sudden thing. So I might try that out. Um, and are you going to share well, that? Or? Oh, well... I've been looking at the work of Jean-Michel, oh, I can never spell his name, Basque. Yeah. I've yeah. probably got it wrong. But, um, and I kind of like the way that it's very grungy. And I'm thinking about maybe bringing in some grunge mm. around a face and some writing and that sort of thing. It's always such a nice feeling, isn't it? When you're like, oh, I really can't wait to try that. Yeah, you but know, it's, drift, I, it's drifted because I I thought of it a while back and then I was yeah, busy. Yeah, you need to bring yourself back there. And I think that's yeah. exactly what happened with me when I went through that art block. I think I'd been doing the same sort of things for sort of, well, quite a long time. Maybe like the bottles and the, I still like doing all that, of course. But I was doing it in the same way and the same sizes and similar fashion. And I think... Sometimes a challenge or a new idea is all you need to get your juices flowing again, you know. I've never done yeah, a, I've I, never drawn I, cakes before, but I'm loving doing it and, and just even just trying the acrylic and and you know, just just trying things in a different way can really be the difference between you getting in a bit of a rut and actually evolving instead. Yeah, I think the difficulty I have with this is I constantly kind of want to evolve. Mm. But then sometimes you don't like how it's evolving. It's a real difficult balance, if you know what I mean. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I suppose then you just you, you realise, oh, actually, I'm not really loving this. Let me try this instead. Yeah, I guess you keep having to push it in slightly different directions. Sort yeah. of try and keep your core. But well, if yeah. you think about where you are now, I mean, you're only where you are now with your work, and it only looks like it does now because of all the different things you tried before, yeah, and and didn't like. Because oh, I remember yeah. you saying to me, I think when you, because you used to do all your doodles and things like that, which were great, and then you, oh, I really quite like the writing bit, and then you, and then you went on to your initial, you know, paintings of the faces with and you did a bigger eye and that sort of caught on but you didn't like various other other elements and you were oh, I'm not sure about this might try it like this and it's only because of the things you don't like that you found what you do and I think yeah. that's just how it continues isn't it yeah I've just got to keep pushing it um yeah a couple more things anyway goals for next year approach some more galleries uh I don't want to approach many but I've kind of approached one a local one 
Um, but they were in the process of changing things, but he liked my work. So this was just online. I did it. So um, I just want to, I got to send out a message today, actually, just to see if he's, because he was going to put together a mailing list and put me on it. And I right. haven't heard anything. So I just need to make sure he hasn't forgotten or anything. And then also, I really, and I think we say this, <laughs> we say this every six months probably, I really need to work on my social media. Yeah. Because I was actually looking back at it the other day and I've got this, I've got this folder of when I was really going mad on social media and determined to make tons. And I actually made, and I looked through it and I think there's hardly any of me in it. Yeah. People like to make like to know the face behind the art don't they yeah and because i don't it, it's much easier making stuff without you in it because you haven't got to comb your hair and yeah put your makeup <laughs> on your makeup on your red nose and do you know what i mean so yeah, yeah I, I need to mean. do that maybe you need to create yeah. an alter ego like i did so you can just stick a wig on <laughs> yeah <laughs> try being someone else completely yeah well i could get myself a steampunk hat i've got the goggles yeah yeah, because you, yeah, yeah. you do, draw a lot of people wearing steampunk hats, don't you, and goggles. Maybe you yeah, could dress well, up. Guy... Maybe you could dress up as one of your, um, pick one of your paintings and dress up as that that one. Well, I have actually got an idea a bit like that that I haven't done yet, but yeah. Yeah, yeah and say, oh, I wonder where have I, I found my inspiration for this one. <laughs> and you're wearing the same hat and the same goggles. And I think with, with social media... I think it's easy to just share your art, you know. Yeah, oh, really here's easy. A painting I've just finished. Oh, what should I call this painting today? And all the stuff that everyone does. And then there was this weird, and I don't know why it worked, but there was this weird phase where people just spun around with their painting. Do you they know what I mean? Still do. I think they still do. They still yeah. do. And I just find that a bit strange. I'm like, well, why? Well, I did it once, and and they do it because they know that gets a lot of views that's why they do it because instagram obviously was for some reason promoting that mm. i don't know why but i did one once and it like it got loads of views and you think this is nothing <laughs> this is it's, terrible it's weird isn't it yeah. i think thinking outside of the box with social media is where i think it's more um it's quite important to, to stand out and it's finding a way to stand out from other people posting and i do think artists do have a bit of a a habit of just posting their art and actually I think a lot of people really really want to know the process behind the art I mean you don't want to share the entire thing with the world of course you don't because you you know you, you you'd be forever trying to set up cameras otherwise do you know what I mean it'd be a nightmare but sharing what gave you the idea but also not necessarily sharing it in a post where you're just writing oh I've got my idea of this maybe you can just be walking your dog around the woods and talking about it and then they get they're they're hearing about it but they're also getting to see a little bit of your surroundings and your daily life that kind of thing it's getting people to know you a bit better isn't it yeah I was listening to a podcast um it's very good actually if you want to have a listen it's called the art marketing podcast Mm. um and they were saying, basically, you need to let people know about not forget your art, totally forget your art. People need to know about you. They want to know about yeah. you because if you were going to a party or something, or you just started chatting to someone on a train, you'd perhaps talk about your hobbies or whatever. And so he's saying, you know, you need to. And he goes, and I say this to artists, and he said, and they say, well, I haven't got anything. And I thought exactly the same. It's like, but I haven't got any other hobbies. 
Have you got any other hobbies? Now you've said it. Um, I've got lots of other interests. Well, interest as in? Go on. Oh, I mean, what? I love writing and things like that, but I don't do it. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Well, I, I like reading a good sci-fi. Yeah, but but the time, if, you, if you're an artist, the time you've got to do those things goes into your art, doesn't it? You can't, yeah, you but, can't be interested in everything and do everything. You'd never get do anything well otherwise, would you? But the reason he said is that if you, like, say... I don't know. Think of a topic you might be really interested in. Um, I don't know. Say say you also love sewing. I don't love sewing. No. Um, but say say you were into sewing, for example, and then you just showed yourself doing a bit of sewing or, or, or you were really into playing tennis and you showed yourself playing tennis just in, you know, the old post. He said the reason that would work is because then other people who are interested in sewing or tennis – Instagram picks up the keywords and the algorithm oh, and I think, oh, this person likes, they, likes tennis. Mm. So I'm going to show it to other people who like tennis. And the other people who like tennis then feel that they've got an affinity with you and mm. then are more likely to look and be interested in your art. Yeah. Which makes sense, doesn't it? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I guess I could show um, some posts of me doing my exercises <laughs> because yeah. the the one thing the one thing I do do is I do do a daily exercise at the moment um more so now because you since since Sherlock passed away uh, my you know those Apple watches well I've got one and yeah. um it's all of a sudden about four or five days afterwards it said it just came up and said we have noticed a significant change in your activity level <laughs> And um, you need to get up walking, and, and yeah. exercise. And of course, I, I'm not walking every day. Yeah. Um, so I, I used to walk every day, and I every other day I'd go on the cross trainer. So I thought, actually, now I need to exercise every day, and maybe just not so much at weekends, but because otherwise, I'm I'm just going to be static. Because um, obviously, being an artist, you just stand there and paint or sit or whatever. And obviously, in my daytime job, I, I sit. So, unless I actively, for want of a better word, find an activity to do, I'm not going to do it. And it's not like yeah. I love going down and doing my exercises. I don't because I find it a bit tedious. But at the end of the day, it's something I need to do because I want to stay healthy. I don't want to be an unhealthy artist. I want to be a healthy artist. So, yeah, that could be a, a thing. And I, funny enough, on one of my TikTok videos, I did. Um, I did a thing sharing my ex- me on a exercise bike thing, um, my cross trainer basically. <clears throat> but what I did to make it a bit different is I strapped two water, two balloons full of um, <laughs> water around my neck, um, so and put a t-shirt over the top. So when I was bouncing up and down on this, uh, but I was bouncing up and down on this um, cross trainer, these balloons were going up and down. I mean, you could tell what they were, but I, I thought it was quite amusing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone else did but it's just trying to I, I think as well I think it's nice to try and show a bit of personality and a bit of have a yeah. bit of fun with it or if you take social media too seriously or you come across too seriously I think you can kind of people people want to find you interesting but they also people um are attracted to fun things Funny. aren't they yeah but so, it is hard, isn't it? Because to find yeah. those, to think, what am I interested in? I don't know what I can show you because I'm really interested in quite geeky stuff. So, yeah, 
if if I've got an evening to myself, do you know what I do? Mm. And it's nothing rude. I go and watch YouTube geeky nerdy videos. Oh, so do I watch you? like I go watch stuff like how to market your art, uh, all about the new stuff that's happening in AI. Yeah. Oh, well, I've just that's just that's just reminded me. I do have an outside interest, very right. much another hobby. Well. And Paul and I watch YouTube videos all the time, and uh, it's it's koi keeping. We oh, keep koi, yeah. And we have a koi pond, yeah. and we've had a lot of problems when we started. Oh, we've actually kept koi for about 15, <clears throat> 20, 20, well, about, say, 18 years. And then we built a new pond and had problems ever since, really, and, <laughs> until we finally got everything right, and now everything's perfect, and it's great. But I'll tell you what, it, that's a hobby you can really spend a lot of money on, as in to have these... I don't know, things you need in the pond and keep it running all lovely and keep all the water lovely. But I can't really share my koi stuff in, in my art page because nobody's going to be interested in that, are they? In no, fact, well, they to be honest, see. Well, yeah, but to be you, honest, I don't you think there's a lot of You could just show the odd one. Yeah. Show the odd one, just feeding the koi before, yeah. before I start my art. You don't I've have done to that show it before. all the time. I've done that before where I've, I've, because I hand feed them and quite often I give them muscles and they come up. You've done it on TikTok though, haven't you? Yeah, I've done it on TikTok where they literally will, they're huge, some of these fish, and they, I can put my hand in and feed them muscles and they suck my fingers and and they let me stroke them. They're absolutely gorgeous. I love them. Every one of them's got a name and a personality. It's great. Um, Everyone now is switching off. thinking what does this go on but um, why have I turned on to a koi carp podcast <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so we watch youtube channels and other people um keeping koi <laughs> with fish but, and people oh God, you're say, real boring as well yeah then. that's, that's uh, good I'm really boring that's as boring as as science science is uh, science fiction stuff isn't it yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But it's hard to tie that in, isn't it? I mean, and so many people say it to is. me, oh, have you never thought of painting a koi? I'm like, not really. I know, I, I no. love the idea of the shiny scales and things. It's just kind of not what I do. But And yet, with the network of koi lovers I've got on my Facebook, um, I'd probably be find it quite easy to sell something like that. You probably would, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, tell me your goals. I need to know your goals. Okay, so I think... Um, my goals next year are to e- email more people to ask, would you be interested in hanging this or showing this? Maybe email some more galleries. Um, the gallery I'm in at the moment, it just isn't, nothing's biting. So I just, I just think there's not a lot of point in staying in there much longer. I might as well try other places, you know. Can you not leave one in there? Um, so emailing me one in there. Uh, yeah I, I probably yeah probably I could possibly do that what I need to do is just email some galleries and ask around see if anyone else is interested in um representing yeah. me that would be amazing any listeners out there that own a gallery yes I'm in <laughs> just, just call me <laughs> um also maybe email some publications to see if they would be interested in having a tutorial posted or something like that yeah, that I could do. But would you want to do Some, that things to like sell that, your maybe. art? Because that's not going to sell your art. That's that's more about writing. I suppose getting your name out there a bit more as well. Yeah, though, but it's isn't getting it? your name Perhaps. out there to other artists. It depends if that's what you want. 
Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? And we've often said this about social media. Sometimes with social media with artists, you attract other artists, mainly because they want to know how you do what you do so that they can try it and vice versa. You you follow people for inspire you and you're oh, how did they do that? Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it is difficult because it means you're never you're never ever gonna make sales. Well from you those might people do because artists do buy art. Rarely. Yeah. Yeah. But re- it's not like it's not as light it's is not it? as do you know what I mean. Um yeah. Um so so yeah, I know what you mean. It is it's trying to sell art, isn't it? And the yeah. thing is with me, I am reluctant to put money into it unless I'm earning out of it, if you know what I mean. And I know that you have to. Obviously, sometimes you have to put money in. I think in you have to, yeah. To get out. But I, I, I don't want to do too much of that, you know. I would like to find ways of doing things without having to, to put so much into the outlay. Um, I don't know whether to try Facebook ads. I'm not sure. Maybe I need to join more groups that are interested in the things I'm painting, Yes, that would be good. Yeah, I could I could go on a baking <laughs> a baking good, no, group. No, that's that's true. Yeah. Mm. You should. But I don't want to do that and break any rules in the fact that we know, don't we? We have a group for kicking the creatives. Yeah. And we when people join, we ask them to agree to the group rules um as well as just quickly answer a couple of questions about what they do. And the, the reason we do that is because we don't want our group to turn into a load of people spamming. Um, because that's not what it's about. It's about people sharing their own journey and sketching and all that. And, and not, it's not for people to try and sell stuff. So we don't allow those kind of posts. I would not then want to go on a baking thing and then suddenly say, oh, by the way, I've just done this painting because almost it's the same as what we don't allow on ours. (laughs) So do you know what I mean? So it's difficult. Yeah. But I think, I think there's a way around that. I think, you like baking now, don't you? I do like baking. Yeah. So you could either go on and just start, if if, if it will let you join as Sandra Busby Art, mm. you've at least got the thing where you can go and talk about a little bit about baking or you can approach the admin in there and yeah. say, look, I'm an artist. Yeah. I Would it be possible for me to share this painting and... I will give you a small postcard print or, do you know what I mean? I'll give you a, if, you know, in exchange yeah. or something. Yeah, that's a good, or, or maybe ask them if they'd like to do a prize draw of, or something, of a print. Of a I print, don't know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good Anything idea. like that where it gives, it gives them something. You're not being... Because we really appreciate when people ask. contact yeah. us and say, oh, I've done this. Is it okay to share that I'm doing a, um, I'm in a... a doing this art show or something would it be okay to share that we appreciate that don't we yeah and sometimes yeah. we have to say no sometimes we have to say oh, I'm really sorry but we don't want to open the the gates here for lots of yeah. other people um but yeah there's nothing more frustrating I mean only uh, we we let people in and we love people joining the group but we want it to have very much of a a vibe where people are on there for the right reasons and they're all sharing and enjoying each other's company via chat and all the rest of it and they're all sharing notes and everyone's egging at each other on. And then you get somebody who will be new, quite new to the group and then all of a sudden they'll say, they'll put a great big 
blog post up and where to buy their art and oh I'm doing this and I'm doing that I mean it's instant removal isn't it trouble is we we can't always see them all so we rely on people saying when when that happens sometimes but sometimes I spot them and I just take them off because I think you're you're here for totally the wrong reasons you need to be on a different type of group yes totally Mm. So I don't, what I don't want to do is is do the very thing that annoy us <laughs> on somebody else's. No, but I yeah. don't. I don't. Th- I yeah, don't mean, you've so. either got to go in and start becoming part yes. of that group, so people then start getting interested in you and like, yeah. or, or they might say, "Oh, what do you paint?" Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe well, you, you should join a maybe you should join a baking group. Then I should send you a print, <laughs> and then you should say, "Oh, look." At I've got of a cake yeah. <laughs> there's well, a way around do, it <laughs> I would feel a bit icky doing that as yeah well, of so. course yeah yeah do you know what I mean but goals yeah apart from that I um I suppose yeah getting just getting seen more really getting my stuff out there a bit more and like you making much more of an effort with social media yeah I didn't I haven't done that. I, I was with you. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then, of course, that uh, what happened with Sherlock happened and didn't want to go on. Didn't really want yeah. to go on and do a big post about that either. It's just not what I do. Um, so I, I think we I need to, to brainstorm things outside yeah, art, do. don't we, as well, that we can, yeah. Well, we're going to have a little challenge going on between ourselves. Funny enough, we had just started this challenge and then Sherlock passed away and I just had a meltdown. So I couldn't go on with that but well I had comic-con as well didn't and you I, had so. comic-con so yeah. what we said is in um when I get back from holiday in January we're going to start that challenge again and it's basically going to be uh we've written a whole list of things haven't we that we're going to try we're going to try and we get to pick one every week that we're going to do one or two a week that we're going to do and and that's basically things maybe might even be out of our comfort zone a little bit we probably should get on some. More... It's mark, basically marketing thing. Isn't yeah, it? we we yeah. need to perhaps get on some podcasts as well, other than our own, don't we? Um, things like that for kicking the creators and and ourselves a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, it's difficult for me. I think it would work for you, mm. um, but my art isn't really of a specific niche. I think it's very specific. Well, well, who? What sort of podcast would you think I would go? Well, on? an artist, some a podcast for artists. I don't want to go on a podcast for artists because then it's sharing it with oh, artists. Oh, yeah. You see, you get you're getting this better than I am. I keep forgetting that main rule. You want to get on something yeah. that's going to sell your art, not that's going. I don't mean. I don't mean I don't want to because you mm. know you can connect with other artists. But what I mean is yeah. to sell my art. It's like it would be easy if I was just painting dogs all the time like I've done yeah, this yeah and you could try and get on a dog podcast couldn't you you know yeah talk yeah. about it but <sighs> yeah maybe you should get on a sci-fi one or something the trouble is I don't know enough about sci-fi yeah, no. because although I like sci-fi mm. it's like the, the guy Stu I was next to at the comic-con he knows like if you if you mention a, a film or a sci-fi tea pre program he knows know all. all the characters in it when it was started um well if you said to me about say say my favorite film is the matrix if you'd say who are the other actors apart from keanu reeves keanu <laughs> keanu reeves i don't even know his name keanu, keanu reeves. reeves i would say i have no idea no you know i mean? i, 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 I like, never seen it <laughs> I, well, I, I like i like the premise of it yeah. and it was just blew my mind watching yeah. that film but i don't know no you're not I'm a film not buff at like, the end of the day 
film buff no so no. I don't know any or same with books mm. I'll read a book and I think oh god that's amazing but I wouldn't know who wrote it even mm. you know what I mean yeah so it'd be no good getting me on a sci-fi yeah so basically all the goals I've said then are actually useless so I need to rethink <laughs> no because you said galleries I need, I need to rethink how I'm what I'm going to do but yeah basically the main thing I'm going to do is keep painting Get I actually do have an done. idea for you, actually. Ooh, Just what? literally. What about approaching a baking, cooking kind of magazine or cooking blog oh, and yeah. say, I've just done this painting. Ooh. Maybe would you like to use it to illustrate one of your blog posts and also mention that it's available as prints or something? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Big ones, especially physical magazines. Yeah, and the same could. with my wine paintings. Yeah. Okay, we need to write that on that doc. <laughs> it needs to be big ones, though. It needs yes. to be not just, you know, like a, yeah. No, anyway, I think that's a good idea. We, I think we, that's a good idea. We're, we're, we're diversing we? now, aren't we, again? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, the goals, well, the, see, the thing we're going to do um, next year for Kick in the Creatives Um is going to be a bit different, isn't it? Because it is. we, we've covered so much stuff and we're thinking now, oh, what, what topic are we going to talk about? Because some of these things that we've we've covered are really quite evergreen, aren't they? Um, so, yeah, so we thought, okay, why don't instead of we do a podcast every two weeks, we do seasons. So next year we're going to start doing seasons and we're going to do three months seasons and then or rather six episodes three times a year aren't we yeah like so two a month for three months and then take a a month off and so and so on I think that works out doesn't it um we get a little bit of time um off of recording and also we get time to think of ideas because we're we're kind of running out and uh, so we we urge anyone who has ideas of what they want us to talk about please do email us because you know we love hearing from you and also we're here for you and you know if you have something you want us to talk about please please tell us and we'll do our best to to try and work it into an episode even if it's not a full episode or something you know so yeah by all means do contact us about yeah, that you can, you can email us it it's a uh, howdy h-o-w-d-y at kickingthecreatives.com or you can either email sandra or me so we just replace it with tara at kickingthecreatives.com or sandra at kickingthecreatives.com yeah 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 so it's time to read out the answers to the last question and that was describe a real life situation has inspired your art in some way and boy did you give me the long ones <laughs> I've, i had i noticed by mistake i gave myself a long one <laughs> yeah you definitely gave me more <laughs> i long did ones yeah of course you. i did you know that's gonna happen <laughs> so the first is roving jay and by the way roving jay is now an uh, admin isn't she on our, moderator, um, a moderator yeah. in our group thank you so much for that um and, big, and this is because the postcard swap was so just taking so much time wasn't it we just kind of needed a bit of help and she offered to take that over for us so we are so grateful for that um, but anyway she has said I was in the UK for a visit and saw that I wasn't very far from Joe Brown now, Joe Brown, for anyone listening, is another huge supporter of Kicking the Creatives, um, and she's a regular poster on our, our group as well. 
and she's the one doing Lumpy Ladies. Um, so she said I did direct messaged her to ask if she wanted to go urban sketching with me. We hadn't interacted before that, but I admired her sketching style. To my surprise, she agreed to meet me in Leeds for an urban sketching session. I'd been a nervous live sketcher before meeting Joe, but something about safety and numbers helped get rid of some of the trepidation of someone asking what I'm doing or looking over my shoulder as I sketched. We had so much fun. The first cafe we went into, the owner bought us coffee and was excited to have artists in his cafe. Me and Joe met up for two more urban sketching sessions before I left the country. I'm about a third of the way into my 365 Days of Urban Sketching People Challenge. Now I have no qualms about going out sketching alone. So I'm grateful that I met up with Joe and we gave each other some confidence. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, isn't it? Um, we haven't done for ages is go out and sketch together. And no. I really want to do that next year. Yeah. Well, you said you were going to surprise me at Comic-Con and turn up. Oh, I was. I was. I had this thing in my head because it was over a weekend in London and London's only an hour and 20 minutes on a train from me. Um, And I would, I I kind of had it in my head. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to just turn up (laughs) and I'm just going to sit there and bring a sandwich box and say, right, (laughs) I'm keeping you company just to annoy you really. Um, do you know what I'd have done? Packed up my suitcase and put it in that hotel and come out sketching with you. No, come out <laughs> sketching with you. No, yeah, that. Yeah, we or we could have sat there sketching with people in the in we the place, don't yeah. we? Yeah. But of course, then um, just a week or so, or two weeks before that, or no, about a week before that, I don't even know. But this this is when it will happen with Sherlock, and of course, that was never going to happen after that. <laughs> Not no. unless you wanted me to turn up, you know, and just cry all over your prints <laughs> so yeah that were in that but next year i'd love to do that again yeah. i really really would who have you got right well i've got joe brown she's responding to roving jay's um post she says exactly what roving jay said not just drawing in public either those sketching trips and jay's ongoing encouragement are boosting my creative confidence in every direction the big takeaway was realizing that having fun and enjoying the process was a hundred percent more important than getting results I still don't sketch live much as I could. It's the weather. Yes, we know about that. Mm. But I'm completely comfortable when I do. And the two of them are incredible sketchers, I think. They, they are. are so, yeah. so good. So, yeah. Um, yeah, how lovely they've got to meet up. Okay, here's another long, run, uh, long one from Kelly Penrod. I grew up thinking that being an artist meant you had to know how to draw. My sixth grade art teacher instructed me to erase the drawing of my thumb because it didn't look like a thumb. She said in front of the whole class, you're not a Picasso. It's okay, sweetie. You don't have the talent to draw. Oh God, I literally can't believe what I'm reading here. Despite taking... sacked. Sacked. Yeah, absolutely sacked. Despite taking numerous classes and learning various techniques, I couldn't find my own artistic voice. In January of 2002, while in Paris for a psychotherapy conference, my husband and I visited, now I don't know how to pronounce this, the Musée d'Orsay, the Rodin, or is it the Rodin? Rodin, Rodin, I think. (laughs) Uh, The Louvre. and the Picasso Museum, all in one day. My gosh, what a day. Uh, Being in the presence of so much art, I hardly noticed my husband suffering from art burn. 
I sat watching with amazement a French preschool teacher instructing a dozen or so little children on the concepts of Picasso, helping the children see the faces. Then one child says something and everyone laughed. He declared in French, Picasso as a kid. As I walked through the museum... Is a kid. Picasso is, is, is a, a kid. kid. Sorry, yeah. Picasso <laughs> is a kid. As I walked through the museum, an aha moment happened as I viewed the she-goat, which is made entirely of materials he found in a garbage dump. From the basket he used for the ribcage to the ceramic flower pots he used for the udders and various pieces of metals all found in the garbage dump close to his home, he used to create the sculpture he later bronzed. I recognised that Picasso used play and recycled materials he gathered from dump the dump, exploring shapes, size, structure, and so could I. On that day, my creative muscles emerged like the Hulk. <laughs> now, I'm sorry if I didn't read that so well. It was a long one, and I've only, I'm reading it as I'm seeing it. I haven't pre-read it. So <laughs> that's a, what an amazing story. And, and yeah. it is so such a common thing that I hear and we hear of people talking about, you know, art teachers telling them when they were at a school, oh, you're no good or you're never going to be an artist. That's terrible. It's, it's, and it's absolutely untrue. Anyone and everyone who wants to create art can create art. It's... And also, who's to say what is good and bad? And who's to say when someone is that age that they're not going to completely improve and become amazing it's just a load of old rubbish it's absolutely me off. yeah it really angers I've, me I've got well. another one which is exactly on the same theme so I've got one from Darcy Arwen Lee I like so many others was told you're not much of an artist yes my eighth grade art teacher made this pronouncement to my impressionable 14 year old self that pro proclamation was determined by the fact that I didn't exactly mimic the product project the entire class was trying to emulate Clearly, the teacher felt that his art was the art. If I couldn't make what he did, then I wasn't an artist. From that point on, I took business classes at my elective and left art to those who could. Did I quit drawing, doodling, writing, painting and doing short stories? Nope. But I did show, didn't show them to anyone. Now, 40 years later, I proudly call myself an artist. I paint, draw, create and make art. I'm leaving the administrative world of my nine-to-five building an art gallery stroke workspace called Creative Jam. Oh, wow. I paint, I write, I draw, I create, therefore I am an artist. How much beauty and imagination was left behind because of my teenage ability to be an art Xerox machine? That's just, it's just shocking. Yeah, and I, I can't help focusing on she's building an art gallery workspace called the Creative Jam. Okay, oh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm free and available to hang my stuff in there. Like. <laughs> we don't know if it's, don't know if it's in no, the US. It might be, we could ship yeah, it, might, it to the US. Yeah, it might be a bit of a uh, tall order. Um, doodling, painting, writing short stories, I, I get that. You know, if you're a creative person, you still love doing all of that, but it's so sad that you felt you couldn't show them to anybody because that person had just crush the confidence straight from you and 14 is such an impressionable age isn't it you just it's just so it, wrong it's the worst age ever isn't it I mean it's it's yeah. unbelievable and I'm really really glad now that you've come out the other side and you're a proud artist you know I think it's brilliant brilliant story oh horrible but good do, do you know what my art when I was a kid I lived I lived here in, in England for until I was six and of course did art here and it was all very just like go and 
go and get bits out of the creative box do you know be creative make something and it was all sort of self-led basically and I went to America and we lived there for two years and the school I was at was very strict and basically our art there consisted of very much what she's talking about almost where we were just given bits already cut out say it was like Mother's Day that the teacher or somebody would have cut all the bits out to make a flower and we'd have to stick it together oh how boring I know Mm. So there we go sorry sidetrack like, everybody no that's, that's yeah yeah know. it just depends on the teacher doesn't it it does very much so um if i was a an art teacher i'll tell you i'd have such uh, i oh god i mean i'd almost be the creative person i wanted to be through them <laughs> I'd be like, yeah oh, use a use a mop <laughs> don't use that tiny paintbrush <laughs> if you, i'd be a kids are getting trouble they're going filthy wouldn't they <laughs> yeah they would so I have B. Hazel artist. I got temporarily lost in a cemetery in Nottingham the day before Halloween. I was trying to cut mm. through it, not realising there was only one entrance slash exit. It was extremely misty and atmospheric and there were lots of crows about. It could not have been more stereotypically spooky if it tried. And I've tried to capture that otherworldly atmosphere in my art a lot since. I love oh, atmospheres I like that. I don't think I'd have dared. If I was on my own, there's no oh, way no. I'd have gone in there. I wouldn't have gone in there on my own. No. But. I've got Fire Soul 19. This year, I've really enjoyed painting some of my vacation photos. I found that I feel so much more to connection to memories of places if I paint scenes from them. For example, I did study abroad to Japan in college and some other trips like the Congo and a cruise to, the Alaska, to Alaska. Oh, amazing. I wonder if um, she or he has ever actually sketched while there yeah from, i wonder from, yeah because that would be another thing to try if you like doing the photos maybe do yeah. some sketches from life you know yeah let us know yeah so i've got bev tebow paints i turned 50 and felt invisible or reduced to caregiver so i paint women with wrinkles and rolls having fun i love that and there are so many women in social media particularly tiktok i think it's definitely improving a lot now but in magazines and on the tv who are obviously young beautiful perfect skin um and all the rest of it but i'll tell you what when you try and paint one it's boring (laughs) of course we all want to be youthful and all the rest of it but it is boring to paint people like that who are perfect and when you go to life drawing classes one thing will make my heart sink and it's if a perfect very trim, um, slim young woman or man comes in, you're like, oh. When someone comes in and they've got sort of, I don't know, maybe a big belly or big cellulite bottom and chunky thighs and lumps and bumps and wrinkles on their face, it's like, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Well, not my hands on my, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to can't get wait my teeth rested. it. <laughs> It's great. And it's so much more interesting. There's so much more interesting to draw. And and of course, it's real, isn't it? That's, you know, and then life is so airbrushed now. And I noticed that on TikTok a lot. I think, oh, there's lots of, um, lots of filters going on here, I'm sure. But actually, you know, it's pretty... It's it, it's easy to sort of when you're painting or drawing people to kind of feel like that's what you've got to do, and that's what I love so much about Joe Brown's lumpy ladies. They're they're blind contour, but honestly, they are probably more like real women than <laughs> than the women we actually see sometimes. So yeah, yeah. carry on. I lo- I love that idea. 
Um, okay, I think I've got our last one, which is general synopsis. I take it that's not a proper name. <laughs> but we've got a new we got a new puppy in August since Aww. since then I've been doing cartoon sketches of our adventures in my journal. Oh. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Yeah. So at this point we would normally ask a new question for you, but as this drum roll, shall I get a drum roll going? Yeah, go on then. This is the last episode for this year. Um, so we're going to save this uh, our next question for our first episode of the year, which will actually be in March. So we're going to start the seasons in March um, and we'll do seasons in the season will go through uh, March, April, May. Um, and then uh, I think then we'll be having a month off of the podcast and then the next three months as well so again if i'll ask you again if you do have any ideas that you'd like us to to do an episode on we love to hear from you we always up for ideas um so what can they do in the meantime tara meanwhile i highly recommend that you join our facebook group and of course follow us on our instagram page which is kicking the creatives and we hope that gave you the kick in the creatives you needed. Don't forget to pop over to our website, kickinthecreatives.com, to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a little review on iTunes or even just a star rating if you don't have much time. And if you want to find myself or Tara online, I'm on Instagram as Sandra dot busby my website is sandra busbyart.com and facebook is sandra busby artist tara where can people find you you can find me on my website which is tararoskoolart.com and also on instagram and facebook and pretty much everywhere else as tararoskoolart and don't forget to check out and subscribe to our kicking the crazies newsletter where you can keep up with all the challenges and the podcast you can do that via our website also, we have a course which you might want to go check out if you want to have a bit of fun creating characters and cartoons. And you can find a link to the course on our website or go to kickinthecreatives.com forward slash cartoon course where you can find out more. And if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us at Kick in the Creatives, you can now support us by buying us a coffee. Or on this occasion, it's going to be a Bailey's for me. What about you, Tara? Oh, I haven't thought. Do you know what I used to love? A snowball. Oh yeah! <laughs> when I was a kid, my nan used to give me those. I was only about nine. <laughs> yeah. That and baby sham. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. So yeah. Tara's let's have, let's a, have snowball. a snowball, shall we? Yeah. Okay. We'll both have a snowball. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So our latest supporters are Laurie Zabiera. I'm so sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Hello from Manitoba, Canada. I love the Kick in the Creatives podcast. It's always inspiring, and the chemistry and humour between. Tara and Sandra makes for an entertaining experience. You have me LOLing on my daily commute. Keep up the awesome content, she says. That's so lovely. I love the fact that we keep people company when they're doing something boring. Uh, Carol Marrero. Uh, sorry, not Marrero. Sorry, Carol Romero. She says, thanks for all that you do. And also Joanna Brown. Thank you, Joanna. Um, (laughs) You're on there pretty much every single podcast episode. We so appreciate your continued support. If there is, you know, if there's anyone out there that can't help us in that way, 
there are other things you can do. You can share our episodes with other creatives or artists and write us um, a nice review maybe. It all helps and we really do appreciate any support you can give. Um, Anyway, right now you get to enjoy a nice peaceful few weeks without us and we will be back on the 4th of March. Meanwhile, I guess we should say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Do you want to go out with yeah, a song, you, Tara? You just stole my bells? line. Oh, you just okay. Stole my line. Well, you can say it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy Christmas, everybody, or whatever you celebrate, and we'll we'll see you in March. Yep. Take care. Bye. Bye. you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes.